Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is hour number three of VSIN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here at the VSIN studios at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, just to get you updated in Major League Baseball. Congratulations to the St. Louis Cardinals. They mm-hmm. win their first NL Central division since 2019. So the Cardinals have punched their tickets and will get a champagne shower also in Milwaukee. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Milwaukee looked bad loss for those guys. They're trying to make some ground in the wild card. Phillies did end up losing tonight. Uh, we'll see if the uh, Padres do the same. I certainly hope not. I have the Padres on the money line. They are up 2 nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, so, uh, you know, just looking, uh, there's another one, uh, another division. Uh, it is uh, St. Louis against Milwaukee tomorrow. Jose Quintana on the hill for the uh, Cardinals. Brandon Woodruff for Milwaukee. Starting to see, I think, 140 in the market. So, yeah, this is this has been priced up a little bit. You're probably already paying a tax, even though it is a really good situation, I think, for the Brewers who now... And people will probably bet them anyway because it's like they need the win. Yeah. Cardinals have clinched the division. But, you know, that night when you accomplish something, it's not easy to win a division title in Major League Baseball. So, uh, you know, that's what the Yankees, I think, are going to are gonna deal with a little bit tomorrow. Uh, currently at DraftKings, Yankees, by the way, minus 125 plus five on the Blue Jays. There is some plus 110 out there if you want to get the best of it for now. But you may be able to get a better price if that Yankee price gets inflated a little bit tomorrow. But 
there is going to be a little conflict of betters because there are going to be betters betting that spot, not only in Toronto, but also with Milwaukee. Yeah, are you going to have Toronto and Milwaukee on your betting card tomorrow? Um, I'd have at least one of them. Uh, I'm leaning more toward the uh, Blue Jays more so because Milwaukee, I'm having to pay a little bit on that price. I mean, I'm seeing as high as $1.45 at, uh, at Caesars out there. So, look, this is going to get priced in, I think. that, And plus, it's going to get priced in as Milwaukee very much trying to hang in this wild card. Lost a little bit of ground, even though the Phillies did lose tonight. So, I believe... Uh, if I if uh, that serves me correctly, Go two ahead. losses back in the uh, loss column for Milwaukee, so I think they're one back at Philadelphia for that last spot. Yeah, let me let me refresh my standings here just to get a, an official on that. So yeah, Milwaukee right now they're a game and a half of Philadelphia. Game and a half, okay. Yeah, game and a half out of that spot right now. So yeah, we now we got the Mets and the Braves tied up. That's, mm-hmm. that's gonna be fun. Mets and the thank you to the Mets and the Braves and getting us. Yeah, I know because we we haven't had very many races at all this year. Have not. But right now in San Diego, you're sweating out the Padres on the money line. They lead it two nothing against the Los Angeles Dodgers right now in the fourth. Padres minus three seventy five totals at six and a half juice toward the under minus one thirty. If you want the over, you can get it at even money. Dodgers plus two and a half or plus two eighty five, I should say. Probably enticing for some betters who didn't have any action mm-hmm. pre-flop there. Yeah, I mean, look, the Dodgers are always enticing when they're down mm-hmm. because of the power that they have, and there's a reason why they're the best team in Major League Baseball. So they're always going to get live bets because they've had you know, their fair share of comebacks this year. Uh, not going to get mine, though. I, I, I really did like Blake Snell tonight, and I broke down in the first hour why I liked him, and uh, so far I have reason to be right. He does have three walks, but he has already struck out six through four innings. Mm-hmm. 82 pitches, though. Pitch count's getting a little high. Tyler Anderson, by the way, only 52 pitches, two outs in the bottom of the fourth, so uh, we'll see how long Blake Snell goes. So, uh, good chance Padres get the first five, but maybe after that fifth inning, look at the Dodgers. The Seattle Mariners trailed the Texas Rangers one nothing here in the bottom of the fifth fast-moving game out there at T-Mobile Park. But you can get the Seattle Mariners even money to come back and win this one. Rangers minus 130 uh, right now. One out to go here in the bottom fifth. I think the Mariners should win this game. They should because they're like, uh, they I mean, to. but but that always happens in baseball. You lose games. We talked about that with the Mets losing at home to the Marlins. Losing at home to the Nationals, losing at home, losing a series to the Cubs at home. That's what happens with these playoff teams. So uh, Seattle currently down one to nothing. I believe Seattle three and a half ahead in the last wild card spot over Baltimore, who's still, by the way, playing in Boston uh, late night up there at Fenway Park. Uh, Thirteen to nine, though. Red Sox top of the ninth. O's with two on though. Is it? Is it just too? I, I guess how would I want to frame this? Are you stepping in it? by waiting for these teams that need to win to get down. Because it almost, I can see a better saying, wow, let me just bet the Dodgers at plus 285. Yeah. Let me just bet the Mariners at plus 120. Is that too good to be true? Like, are you stepping in it a little bit when you try I to mean, go about could, it that It way? could be, but every situation is different, I, I think. Uh, you know, so I, I, with the Dodgers, it's so tempting because they're so good. Yeah, the firepower. And, and, and they can, you know, absolutely get uh, crooked numbers up there in a hurry. But, uh, you know, Blake Snell has been, I thought he was going to be solid, certainly has been better than his last start against the Dodgers. You know, if he could get a quick inning here in the fifth, 
I would be waiting till after the fifth to get on the Dodgers because he's going to at least go one more inning. Now he gets a uh, Thompson, Barnes, and Betts, so he gets eight, nine, and one here. And if Blake Snell can kind of cruise through this inning, depending on what his pitch count is going to be, if it's under 100 pitches, they're probably sending him back out there for the six. Because remember, I think he went into the eighth last time out against the Cardinals and had close to 120 pitches. Yeah, he looks like a workhorse so far here late in September. Also, we're trending toward the over in Los Angeles. The Athletics and the Angels tied at three in the fourth inning. Right now, that live total sitting at 11.5, juice toward the under at minus 140. Plus 110 if you want to go over that number. But the Angels, minus 175 after the Athletics were the ones mm-hmm. who got out to the 3 nothing lead. The Angels go ahead and match them. Oakland right now back to plus 145 here in this contest between two teams that is just kind of playing yeah. out the string. Yeah, they both put a crooked number up in the second, three apiece. Mm-hmm. So 3-3 uh, three to three here in the top of the fourth. Astros doing what the Astros do. They lead the Diamondbacks 8-1. to one. We haven't talked much about that game, but... Total sitting at nine and a half. If you want to go over minus one sixty five, mm-hmm. I really wouldn't recommend that. Unders plus one thirty five uh, in that contest. But Diamondbacks, yeah, fourteen to one. Anyone? Uh, no, Bueller? no, not for me. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, really good pitching matchup tomorrow uh, that we'll have uh, Zach Gallon and Justin Verlander. Okay. And look, you usually see Verlander at well over a two dollar favorite. Only about a 180, 190 favorite tomorrow because Zach Allen has absolutely been cooking for the Arizona Diamondbacks in the second half of the season. So uh, these guys that make these numbers, they're not stupid. They know, they, they know if you're getting, you know, $192 on Zach Gallon, you're absolutely going to take it even against uh, the likely AL Cy Young winner. Yeah, Gallon's been feisty. Like that Diamondbacks team, like we t- yeah. every time we watch one of their games, it's almost yeah. like this team should be just quitting or something. and. And they just refuse to do and, that. And, and you look, a couple shops, you've got a total of six juice to the over. So, you know, when you get that low of a total, and I'm somebody that likes to play this. A lot of people, when they bet run lines, they like to lay the favorite, of course, uh, you know, and, and try to see if they can get that plus money. There are times when the total is low enough where I'll lay the juice, and I will go ahead and take the one and a half in a low total game like that uh, with six. Six and a half. I think you're seeing uh, now at DraftKings, you got to pay 145, but that's pretty much going to be the market consensus where you got to lay a dollar 35, dollar 40, or something like that. But I think that has value in low total games. Well, we're going to the sixth in Seattle. Mariners now up to plus 145, Rangers minus 180. In San Francisco, the Giants lead the Rockies three to one, Rockies plus 550 on the money line, Giants minus 810. Total seven and a half. So this was trending toward the over, but now we're starting to see it go back to that pre-flop total of seven and a half juice toward the under. Once again, minus 145, the over plus 115 out there in the Bay Area. That's a game between two meaningless teams, but also a pitcher's park as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's playing a little bit of defense from yeah, the happy I mean, action fun time. Yeah, and that's why uh, you know usually you got to be careful with some of these parks uh, in terms of like, like out in San Francisco. This was 2-1 in the bottom of the first, and now it's only three to one. So and it's probably you know, cold. <laughs> the, yeah, those pitchers' parks like San Francisco, like Oakland. Now I, you know, I recommended the over at over eight, and it's only in the fourth inning, all tied at three. I just thought because you know you got two bad teams against each other and two pitchers, they're kind of mediocre at best, and that's probably being generous. So you know, Webb has been a good pitcher. Marquez has been solid for the Giants and the Rockies, respectively, and you're seeing that total. Absolutely take a nosedive here. Rockies, Giants, 
Sign up, man. Everybody's mm-hmm. loving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the Mariners taking on the Rangers. Rangers already have one on here. So uh, a little shaky for Seattle. And this is a Mariners team that needs to continue to win. I believe the Orioles, they're, yeah, right now they're losing. So maybe there's yeah, no they've harm, got no the, foul. They've got the sacks but... packed, though, in the top of the ninth in that uh, absolute oh, did, mash fest. Oh, did they, did they call it? I, I think they called it in Fenway. I believe I just saw a final, then it went off. Well, the I, they might. They, I, I wonder if they got. I don't know if we have that on our monitor. Or maybe here. the game just ended. Yeah, I, I think it might have been a double play. Okay, there you go. So the Red Sox win. So thirteen to nine. So even if the Mariners lose, it's no harm, no foul. But they're really they're playing with a little bit of fire. Mm-hmm. Playing with a little bit we of saw, fire. We saw them uh, even in that uh, game. We had Robbie Ray the over strikeouts. I think the uh, they actually ended up uh, losing yeah, the Mariners in that spot. Robbie Ray, by the way, already seven strikeouts tonight through five innings so that prop probably would have went over yet again we should probably just be betting robbie ray props mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe that's what we should be doing yeah but, but but i mean not getting a lot of run support didn't get it last week in oakland not getting it tonight against the rangers well the, the, the loss of julio rodriguez and ho- hopefully he's able to come back soon for a playoff stretch here but it, it, i think it really took kind of the the wind out of their sails mm-hmm. a little bit because he's the Face of the team now as the young guy, going to win the American League Rookie of the Year. Everyone's kind of galvanized around him. And now with the uncertainty of having him and then also the pressure of longest playoff drought in North American sports. Right. Like all these things start to compound to where now guys start to get a little tight. Mm-hmm. Get a little tight in the Pacific Northwest. The fans are getting a little tight. Me, not so much because they're going to get to the postseason. I said it twice. Mariners are going to the playoffs. But mm, not, not such a lock. <laughs> Not such a lock just yet here. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll talk some more football on the other side. It's VSIN Live Bet tonight. This is VSIN Live Bet tonight with Femi Abemafe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. 24-7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all your options to become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here on a Tuesday night. Seattle Mariners trail the Texas Rangers 1-0. Robbie Ray has exited the game, it looks like. or No, Ray's still in the game. Sorry, uh, I misspoke there. Ray's still in the game as there's runners on the corner for the Rangers. Your Padres looking good, up 2-0 in the fifth inning. They were tied up between the Angels and the Athletics, 3-3. Giants lead the Rockies 3-1. But I wanted to continue, Wes, talking about some of these NFL games we saw in Week 3 as we recap some of the live betting angles from this previous week and last night Monday Night Football I'm not sure how much of the game you're able to watch Cowboys Giants the offensive fireworks were flowing mm-hmm. in the second half <laughs> after no TD scored in the first half Jeff Parles who was sitting in your seat bet no TD score at 55 to 1 
So at halftime, we were like, hey, man, this, right. this could be live. Uh, but unfortunately for Jeff, the, the, the fireworks ended up coming there uh, for the Cowboys and Giants. Cowboys win that game 23-16. But at one point in that game, Dallas, when Saquon Barkley scored that 38-yard touchdown, Cowboys were about plus six and a half. But that was to go up 13 to six. 13 to right? six. Yep. And so early, like thir- third quarter, not too late into the second half there. They were plus six and a half. And at one point, they were plus 380 on the money line over at DraftKings. And we talked about this in our pre show meeting yesterday, also during the show. The way these two teams are currently constructed, now Dallas is a little bit better when they have their quarterback in there, Dak Prescott. But with the being the Cooper Rush led Dallas Cowboys versus the Daniel Jones led New York Giants, neither team was going to run away right, from the other. Right. To where you should really be seeking out those big prices there in game. Yeah, and you look, uh, both teams very effective running the ball last night. Uh, Dallas five point nine, Giants six point seven. So mm-hmm. you had a feeling that this was kind of going to end up as a one score game. I actually did not have a bet on this game because I didn't know really what to make of it because. And, 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 you know, that's one thing, obviously, to look at, too. And, you know, it's fairly obvious to say, but just because it's a primetime game, don't need to bet it necessarily. <laughs> because, you know, because you ha- that's where you have to look at it. Like, if this was on a Sunday card, would you have bet it? That's and uh, that's a question I asked somebody on Twitter yesterday. You know, I was looking for something. I'm like, don't look for something. I mean, if you find it, you find it. But, you know. Would you have bet this? And that's the question I will ask. I don't care whether it's Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football. You know, if you don't have a play, if you don't have a conviction, side or total or prop or whatever, look, there's 8 million things you can bet on one of these games. And, you know, we'll find it for you and give you the options. You do with your money uh, what you wish. But that's what I looked at it. And it's like, man, I, I don't know what to do with this game. Because, look, I thought the Giants at 2-0, and even though I did bet their win total, a little fraudulent. Could have lost to the Panthers. That Big was a frauds. that was a coin flip game, and then Tennessee they had to come back from way down, and Brian Dable had to lay the cards on the table and go ahead and try to take the lead with about a minute to go. Certainly succeeded, but it still took a missed field goal for them to get out of Nashville with the win. And then Dallas, you know, was it the you know rally around the family fallen hero game with Cooper Rush against Cincinnati, where you know some of the the sharp guys were certainly betting uh, Dallas at seven and a half, and even at seven, wire to wire they get there. So it's like now that you're going on the road, can you do it two weeks in a row? But I gotta give Cooper Rush credit; he's doing mm-hmm. a solid job with this team. Uh, you know, twenty one to thirty one for two fifteen, didn't turn the ball over. You know, perfectly managing the game, and when you can run the ball like Dallas can run the ball, uh, you know, with. Uh, Zeke being your guy that puts the ball in play, and Tony Pollard's like your home run hitter basically mm-hmm. right now. But the reason why Zeke plays, of course, everybody, I, I get that all the time on the Twitter machine, is like, why is Zeke out there playing? Because he's much better in pass protection yeah. than Tony Pollard. And that's yeah. a big-time reason. So I understand that Tony Pollard can break off the runs, but he can also get that lookout block and get your quarterback jacked. And yeah, and the quarterback is already out. Yes. So, so you don't yeah, want you, you to you you you, you second. Well, yeah, you don't want to go to the third team. <laughs> yeah, that's a, they might have to call Ben DiNucci at that point. Mm-hmm. Or Garrett Gilbert or, <laughs> Please, yeah. you know, maybe uh, that get, 2020 season see if was. you can fit uh, Kellen Moore into some pads. That was something else. <laughs> yeah. Kellen Moore's injury is how Dak Prescott got, it, got it, uh, actually able to play yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. So, hey, you know what? The more you know. But. Yeah, that game, we talked about it. said, hey, this is going to end 16-13. 
maybe 20 to 13, somewhere around there. It never really felt like either team was going to go ahead and pull away from the other one. So that's another thing to keep in mind. But Jaguars Chargers, I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. This was a game that I think if you watched it, you probably should have bet Jacksonville right. at any single number that yeah. you could have found. Because one series in, Herbert takes a hit and is already grimacing yeah. with his side. And Herbert had the rib cartilage issue. You just knew he wasn't himself. And then especially when they lose Rashawn Slater in-game as well, how those injuries now it backfired with me and the Bills Dolphins because I thought Tua was going to be out. He ends up coming back in. But when you see that injuries are affecting a player and yeah. they lose a big player being their best offensive lineman, that to me is all systems go and fire away. Yeah, and and, and I ended up uh, laying the low here at minus three, just Same. buying on the dip here. I was like, okay, you know what? I'll take a chance. But it wasn't just Herbert; it was yeah. the line that was hurt, and 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 you know, Joey quite Bosa frankly, got hurt in the game as well. Yes, yeah. So the Chargers now the walking wounded. Uh, some very disappointed people, including myself, who had a Super Bowl future on these guys. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not looking too promising right now, but I'll credit to you. You did like the Jacksonville Jaguars, thought they were going to be better. I thought they were going to be better, but yeah. I thought they were going to be around a six-win team. I was like, maybe they need another year. Team's good. Now that you've got a respected coach that has yep. won a Super Bowl ring and you've got the clown show out of there, and and look, that the fact that they respect. Back on TV. Yeah, exactly. Uh, prob- <laughs> probably where he should be at this point. But uh, I guess if he wants to coach my alma mater, we would take him. I don't know. We we kind of we need an, uh, just an ornery SOB in that program, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't think you want to. Yeah, yeah. But looking at this game, Jacksonville is absolutely better. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, you're seeing them develop. They can run the ball. They're tough on defense. They absolutely out-toughed uh, the Chargers, I think, on both sides of the ball. And – you know, Jacksonville all of a sudden, you know, are 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 they for real? Right now they're the best team in the AFC South, but it's just three weeks, of yeah. course. But, you know, they're absolutely the best team that I've seen of the four in the division. I know that's uh, not speaking uh, highly of that division, but nevertheless, Jacksonville's improved. You're seeing the Chargers the following week. They're getting bet against against the Texans. I'm seeing some four and a half in some faraway places. Mm-hmm. Actually, at DraftKings, four and a half minus $1.15 on the Chargers. And so- this is the payback spot. For the lightning bolts. We were talking about this over the break. Houston knocked them out of the playoffs essentially last year. Mm-hmm. That was a Houston team with David Culley as the head coach. They were DOA. They're just playing out the string. And yet the Chargers go down there and lose. So yeah, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit nervous ab- about this Chargers team. And this was definitely a missed opportunity because you know you're kind of seeing that and you know, but yet you're clinging to hope. You're like, okay, something's gonna happen. You know what? What? What did it start out like? Uh, was was it 13, 13 nothing? Then the Chargers get a touchdown, yeah, a touchdown in the yep. second quarter. So it's like, okay, here we go. If they can be down thirteen to ten at half or something, that they can come back. They absolutely could not come back. And now, now you've got Rashawn Slater out for the season with that bicep injury. Lindsley is hurt. Uh, Pipkins was hurt. I don't know if he's still listed on the injury report. J.C. Jackson, of course, Justin Herbert still mm-hmm. not a hundred percent now. They, they they should have taken him out of the game in the fourth I quarter. didn't understand that. And I'm a Brandon Staley defender, but I can't defend that. I'm out on Staley because of that whole thing. Right I, I just I'm don't out. know what you're doing. It's like, okay, write this off. And look, I almost actually, Femi, as weird as this sounds, liked my Chargers bet at three better when I thought it was going to be Daniel. Because it's like, I know Herbert's a lot better, but it's like, I don't know if he needs to play here. 
<laughs> you know, in week three. And, and I should have known because it felt like one of those too good to be true situations. Because I yeah. bet it once he was announced that he was going to be active. Because I'm like, he's not going to be active and be QB two. That's yeah. not going mean, yeah. like, to. You know, the market didn't really respond until he was officially named the starter. But I bet it once he was active. Because I knew this line was going to shoot back to right. six, six and a half. Right. Like, Let me get in on this, thinking that I'm some sort of genius. And clearly, that goes the other way there. It was almost like it was too much CLV to where, mm-hmm. you know, when you're like, oh, I'm in good. Must be trouble. C- <laughs> CL- Must be CLV. Trouble. <laughs> it worked out for the people that bet at, at seven and obviously in the contest. Yeah. But usually CLV goes right in the dumper sometimes. Now, you want to get it. Yes. But that doesn't mean you're going to win the ticket. It's almost you want some of it, but not. When you get like points. too much of it, you're like, oh my God, this can only go bad. That was me opening Monday night with the Broncos the, Seahawks. The power of negative thinking, as uh, Bob Knight wrote it, his famous book. Well, when you make enough bets, you, you start to see the dark side <laughs> a little bit too much, like Wes has said in the past. Uh, come on back with us on the other side. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace up for week four with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday. All season long, folks, build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday night football and get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here at the Circa Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Wes, are you getting a little nervous in San Diego? Yeah, yeah, starting to. By the way, uh, Blake Snell now removed Uh-oh. after five innings. So we do have the uh, bullpen. Uh, and Martinez has put the first two on Trey Turner with a base hit. Freddie Freeman with a walk. So uh, already an error, by the way, committed in this inning. So... Look, the Los Angeles Dodgers, number one in Major League Baseball. You don't win 106 games, you know, leading every single game. They lead Major League Baseball and comeback wins with 45. And that's what I was saying earlier. People will all know that, and they will always mm-hmm. come in on the Dodgers because, you know, they're never out of a game because their lineup is so potent. So uh, we'll see if uh, Martinez can go ahead and get out of this jam. By the way, I believe uh, – Anderson looking at his pitch count. Anderson, five innings and only 59 pitches. Uh, Padres got those first two or those first two runs in the bottom of the first. Uh, really nothing since. Only three hits tonight for the Friars. You know, the Dodgers right now plus 225 on the money line. So maybe this ends up being a double play here uh, or they'll just fl- pop up. Or yeah, a can of corn out to center shallow, field. Shallow center out there. So Dodgers plus 225, Padres minus 285 total. Five and a half. If anything, I think I'd play the total in this spot here, given that maybe the Dodgers get uh, an RBI or something like that. Five mm-hmm. and a half is such a low number when the Dodgers have so much. And 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 back. you know, see if the Padres, you know, third time through the lineup, are they going to be better against Anderson? They were showing the Snell stats earlier. First, second time through the lineup, and then third time through the lineup. I think this year allowing uh, over the three hundred batting average. So. uh we shall see uh, Justin Turner with uh, one out and two on. Uh, Going to try to get one off Nick Martinez here. Are you surprised that number's still plus 215 for the Dodgers? Uh, 
Because it was plus 285 before the inning. Yeah. Now plus 215 when they have two on. And Justin Turner, I mean, he's an yeah, MVP caliber uh, I guy. mean, I think maybe it went back up because he got an out. There's obviously Justin Turner, a double play candidate, uh, yeah. you know, that that you can go ahead and throw him out here. So uh, that, that's why I think you maybe haven't seen it adjusted. And then perhaps giving the Padres lineup some credit, even though they only had three hits through two times through the lineup, this is going to be the third time up through the lineup against Tyler Anderson, who regression is supposed to be coming, but this guy is 14-4 and four on the season. <laughs> the Mariners are up to plus 295 as they trail the Rangers 2-0, and the Rangers have the bases loaded mm -hmm. here in the top of the six, so this could right, really as, go as, away. As Ro Ro okay, Robbie Ray did go out after five and yeah. two-thirds, I believe. Yeah, they've got a reliever in. So yeah, this thing could really go wayward. Oh, almost hit the guy. Uh, but Mariners in a spot when, like we said, they lose, no harm, no foul, since the Orioles lost tonight as well. But a chance for them to pick up a game on Baltimore after they fell to the Boston Red Sox 13 to nine so turner turner's battling man How yeah many pitches are almost we at? yeah almost a double play there but uh you know blake snell uh had to work though to get through uh get through the five innings tonight so uh you know still a lot of baseball to be played i would have liked to seen a little bit bigger lead uh blake snell certainly on the strikeouts was very good did walk a couple too many though tonight plus 235 right now for the dodgers on the money line total is at minus 105 over five and a half mm -hmm. maybe maybe something to look at but I, I mean i don't believe me my live bet tonight bucks are less tonight than they were last night as i've lost two of my bets so mm -hmm. i think i'm gonna stay on the sidelines not gunshot i, I, I not lost gunshot. my whole damn app by the way so um, you know we'll, we'll figure it out there <laughs> yeah, so we're still looking for your app yeah we'll, we'll, it, we'll, it's <laughs> somewhere floating in uh colorado with the uh override exactly yeah the, the exemption uh hopefully they didn't revoke that uh for you i know i'll get myself in enough trouble <laughs> there we go Moving along, uh, but I wanted to bounce some games off of you for week number four, and we'll do this more as we get into Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, we typically do a little bit more college stuff. We'll have Matt Grill on tomorrow. Make sure to listen for that segment coming up at 6.15 tomorrow. That's going to be a lot of fun, but Thursday, we'll talk about some more NFL games. Friday, we typically do a lot of the college stuff, but coming up in week number four, and I think this Miami-Cincinnati game Thursday night could be reminiscent to what we saw between the Jaguars and Chargers. Mm -hmm. To where Tua Tungavailoa has now popped up on the injury report. It's not a concussion. He's not in the concussion protocol, even though the initial tweet from the Dolphins' Twitter account was that Tua was questionable with a head injury. We're just going to ignore that. Tua's dealing with a little back issue and ankle issue as well. We don't know what percentage Tua's going to be. Mike McDaniel refuses to confirm that Tua will start on Sunday. Everything is on the table. They said that Teddy Bridgewater is good to go if Tua can't play. But if Tua goes out there and starts, from a live betting perspective, I mean, all lies got to be on Tua to see what yeah. sort of condition that he's in. Because yeah. if he's compromised, this could be Cincinnati going away. Well, and I think it is, and I think that's why you're seeing it. It's not just the injury. It's the fact that, I think a pretty solid spot for Cincinnati. Miami comes off that emotional game. 
Tua getting knocked out temporarily, the butt punt, everything that happened <laughs> down there in Miami, and somehow hanging on. Bills run out of time. They've got the ball. They had the ball for over two-thirds of the game. Buffalo had uh, 90 plays for 497. Miami only 39 for 212, and yet Miami finds a way, you know, and uh, that's what uh, uh, Coach Knight says. Uh, victory favors the team making the fewest mistakes, and Buffalo made some mistakes. Uh, uh, minus one in the turnover battle, only turnover of the game. Only two for four in the red zone, uh, getting points. And Miami capitalized every time they got in the red zone. They were three for free. But this is a short turnaround for both teams, but especially for Miami that was in that game where that defense was on the field, quarterback, oh, man. probably not 100%. I thought the Bengals, and uh, you know, I, I'm kicking myself I didn't play those in the contest, even though I bet it early in the week, got scared that there was too much love, but it was rightfully placed 27-12 over a Jets team that was obviously very flat from beating Cleveland the week before Burrow. He was sacked 13 times in the first two games, but the offensive line held up better. Only allowed two sacks. Uh, Chase got a touchdown. Higgins, P Ryan, what I think the Bengals did. And that's something I'm going to be looking for in game two, because I want to see if that was just game plan specific against the jets, or if they're going to do it going forward. Zach Taylor runs too much on first down. And that was a big issue for Cincinnati all last year. And then when they got into the playoffs and they made that run, there was a reason why they made that run because they let their best player, you know, make plays. I think, uh, by the way, the Bengals, uh, they ended up, I was looking at the uh, play chart, called passes on 17 of their first 21 plays from scrimmage. And what does that do? That allowed you to build a two-score lead very early on. So uh, I know there's fear with the offensive line, but I don't think the talent on the offensive line is down for Cincinnati. I think it's better, but like almost every team in the league, it takes time to gel. Yeah. It always takes time to gel, you know, with new guys, especially if you got rookies or you got free agents. So I think maybe Cincinnati is going to get better on the offensive line. And I just... I just look at, at, at the game plan, and I, I think for Cincinnati, they need to try to throw the ball and see if they can test Miami very early. And I just think, you know, is Miami, you know, I, they're good, but how good are they? Because they were a team, and we were talking about them over the summer, <clears throat> like, you know, we're kind of neutral on this team. I think this team has a lot of potential. I wanted to see. But they could disappoint. I think we've seen that, you know, they're starting to realize it, but it's like, you got to slow your roll a little bit here. Uh, they did get that win over Buffalo. So now all of a sudden, oh, man, this team really good. And usually that first game after that, you get a little comeuppance. Uh, and I think that that could be it for Cincinnati because uh, Cincinnati started out 0-2. Cincinnati's trying to figure out, too, how to be the hunted. You know, how to be, hey, you were the AFC champions. We want a piece of your you-know-whats here. So <laughs> so we're coming after you. And uh but I think that was a good effort. I know it was not a good Jets team, so it's like, okay, that win, they did what they're supposed to do, right? You know, go and, go and hammer the Jets. But I think it was a good sign for Cincinnati. But what I will be watching in this game, even though I always have a bet on Cincinnati and I know you do as well, I want to watch and see if, you know, they don't go too run heavy on first down. You know, sometimes you want to – everybody says run to set up the pass. You want to pass to set up the run. Yeah. And that's what I think is going to be good – for Zach Taylor and company if they go ahead and do that. Yeah, hopefully that they can get the ground game going, maybe creep a safety into the box. That's how you're able to hit Jamar Chase over the top because I think teams have been really focused on limiting those big plays for the Bengals. Chase, a couple touchdowns this year, but he's not getting the big yard type of games. I, mean, I believe he had 29 yards 
against the New York Jets this past Sunday. That's not a Jamar Chase typical output. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe they can get him going on a Thursday night. But the fact that it's a short week really sets up really well for the Cincinnati Bengals. And if Tua ends up playing and is not 100% himself, we know that these live markets are tied to the closing spread. So he might be able to take advantage of some early numbers on Cincinnati in-game this coming Thursday. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And always drink responsibly. Welcome back. This is the final segment of VSIN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Coming up at the top of the hour, the Greg Peterson experience with Greg Peterson as he wraps up the night in sports. As Wes, unfortunately, your Padres mm-hmm. were not able to get out of the inning. The Dodgers tie this thing up at two and now are plus 125 yeah. on the money line. Padres. Minus 155. Yeah, they had a double play, uh, didn't turn it, and then uh, obviously a base hit by Chris Taylor brings home the tying run, so two to two right now. Uh, Anderson coming back out, only 59 pitches, though, so he could go a little ways, but he is going to have one, two, three in the order with Kim and Soto and Machado, so we'll see if third time through the order that the Padres can get to him. So not really surprised at that price with the Padres uh, battling last. Uh, both teams only two runs and three hits on the evening. Seattle's plus 250 going up against the Texas Rangers at home, trailing 2 nothing. Total in that game was 4.5, juice toward the over minus 130, under even money as the Mariners are coming up here. They have two outs in the bottom of the sixth, so we'll see what they can do there up at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. But Wes, I wanted to bounce another football game off of you here while we had a little bit of time uh, in the baseball slate. Jets Steelers, I think from a live betting perspective, could be interesting if Zach Wilson starts this game. Mm -hmm. The only Zach Wilson that we've seen so far this year is the one drive that he played in the first preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles. So we don't really know what year two Zach Wilson looks like. I think if he starts, and we'll find out more from Robert Sala on Wednesday, the head coach of the New York Jets, if Wilson starts, this thing could really get to where he got either be really good, he could be really bad. Last year he was really bad, but maybe he makes that leap. Yeah. As, as we've seen some other quarterbacks make from year one to year two, the Jets clearly have – some pretty talented wide receivers, especially Garrett Wilson, who looks amazing. Yeah, it looks like rib. he's going to go, by the way. I know <laughs> yeah. he has a rib issue. Yes, but but if Wilson ends up being good, maybe you look at something like Jets' money line in-game in like the first quarter because I think this Jets team, they just need a competent quarterback because the talent is on that roster. They're just getting bottom third QB play from whether well, it's Joe Flacco or Zach Wilson from last year. I'd be interested too in the total of what that's going to be if he's officially announced because mm-hmm. this has dropped a little bit 
from 42 and a half to even as low as 40 and a half in the market, including at DraftKings. So I'd be interested to see if that would go. I, I agree with that move, by the way, but I want to see if that gets adjusted upwards with Wilson back. You know, this is not exactly the best defense to necessarily play your first game back from an no. injury. I know TJ Watt is out, but they can still rush the passer. I think actually where you get the Steelers is running the ball. And Cleveland proved that. Now, I don't know. I don't think the Jets have that kind of class of a rushing attack necessarily, but that's what you got to do against Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, it looks like no quarterback change because we were talking about it last weekend when they played that Thursday night Mm -hmm. game against Cleveland. And I don't think they're one and two necessarily because of Mitch Trubisky. But have you seen enough to say, okay, this is who Mitch Trubisky is? Let's go. You know, you're going to start hearing the chirping, I think. And, you know, Mike Tomlin is a prideful guy, and he's going to want to dig in here, you know, and not <laughs> feel like he's giving in to the fans, you know. Stubborn. There's always time where it's like you listen to the fans, you'll be sitting with them soon enough. But at some point, you know, they're going to probably have to give Kenny Pickett a shot because, you know, Trubisky, when he gets out of the pocket, he can throw on the run and he can make some plays. But when he's standing, I think to the right is where he's really effective. But when he stayed in that pocket, I think I remember the first half stats for that halftime uh, last Thursday night. And he's like two for five for one yard when he stays in the pocket. It's like, that's impossible, you know, but, but yet when he could throw on the run, but you know, Pickett has got to be the guy they got to give a chance. So I thought, well, maybe this week might be the time Mm -hmm. because they had an extra three days because they played Thursday but as of now, have not heard anything. Now, I wonder if Pickett were to get announced, if you'd see a little money on the Steelers, to be honest with you. I, I, I'd imagine you do just because of everyone being down on Trubisky. But I think Trubisky starts this game. Yeah, I do too. But there's not a guarantee that he finishes it. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me if we saw, and this could be another thing to keep tabs on and live betting. If you're watching red zone Sunday afternoon, all of a sudden Scott Hansen is like, we got a development in right. the steel city. Right. The rookie is warming up. Mm-hmm. How would you attack from an in-game perspective? If you see them make that switch, let's say it's at halftime Steelers are tied or they're down by three or six or whatever. And the home crowd is booing. Cause there's always more pressure to put the rookie mm-hmm. in at home than there is on the road yeah. against the yeah, Cleveland Browns. And, and that's a very tough question, you know, in terms of obviously got to look at the scenario. But I might be looking a little bit under. You know, that'd be my first glance. That doesn't necessarily mean I was going to bet it in that situation. But, mm-hmm. you know, hey, get him there. Let's run the ball. Let's give him a couple easy throws. Get him in rhythm, you know, because I don't think, okay, Okay, kid, you know, let her rip. <laughs> I don't know if Mike Tomlin's that type of guy that's really going to do that, where it's like, okay, just go out and chuck a 40-yard route down the field on your first play. I don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think we're probably going to get Flacco versus Trubisky, but there's the chance it could be by the end of the game it's Wilson versus Pickett. Mm-hmm. We'll find out what Zach Wilson, it sounds like he's been progressing pretty well. He's close. But, it, but at least at first glance for me, I know uh, on Gil Alexander's Megapod, uh, which uh, you can get at VSIN and uh, f- uh, you know follow Gil on his Twitter at Beating the Book, he always asks one question. And I was a guest on there last year. I think I'll come up later this year. What game do you not want any part of? Pre-flop, like mm-hmm. you know, and that'd be a candidate for me. Jets Steelers. I have no idea. So that's why you know it's probably better if I do get involved with that, do it in game because pre-flop, I'm like I have no idea. I really don't want to lay it with the Steelers, and I really don't think the Jets are very good. 
I think it's a really interesting game from an in-game perspective because you could see the quarterback change and then all of a sudden everyone's scrambling trying to figure out. So I think as a better, and especially if you want to be an in-game better, you got to start playing these scenarios out in your head of, okay, what do I do if A, B, and C happens? Or what do I do if this mm-hmm. other thing happens? Because mm-hmm. you want to have a strategy heading into the game like we've always said here. So, yeah, that's going to be a really fascinating game, I think, from an in-game perspective. One observation I want to make, too, is I think eventually you're going to start to see the overs come back. Uh, right now, the under is mm-hmm. 18 or 29 to the under, 18 to the over, and one push. That's 68.4% on uh, the unders. But you did see some higher scoring first halves. I played a lot of second half unders just trying to like get middles, and they ended up working. But I think, you know, now that we're kind of through three weeks, you're going to start to see the scoring at least increase. I don't think it's necessarily going to soar off the charts, but you're going to start to see it increase as now these teams, I think, have more games under their belt. You're seeing the early moves to the under. Part of that is weather-related in certain mm-hmm. cities, obviously, especially on the college board, like where they move like seven, eight points. Oh, yeah. You know, so by the way, you're better off, I think, uh, uh, you're, you're better off fading the steam, I think, on Saturday rather than following the steam. So, you know... I guess I would say be the steam or go against the steam at the last minute. Either be first or be last. Yes. That's kind of the the goal as a better there. Kansas City, Tampa Bay, if the game is still played in Tampa Bay, given the Hurricane Ian, and we hope everybody in that area of the country is able to stay safe. That goes without saying, but we'll say it anyways there because who knows what this thing could be like once we get to the weekend. But if they end up playing that game in Tampa, and I think we're going to learn that either tomorrow or on Thursday, the NFL is going to have to make a decision. The weather from mm-hmm. an in-game perspective, sure, that could be something to definitely keep an eye on. Yeah, and then uh, you know, obviously, follow the injury reports. We saw Tampa Bay very much struggled on Sunday uh, without Chris Godwin and without Mike Evans. Mike Evans, uh, you know, should be back from that one-game suspension that's served. So we'll see if uh, you know Julio Jones come back. If Chris Godwin can come back, they definitely need some weapons. All I have for Tampa Bay is a teaser right now because. I don't think Kansas City looks right. They don't. I, I didn't think they looked right all that game against Indianapolis. And uh, I thought Indianapolis's defense did a really good job. And now you're going against one of the best defenses in the league. That that Bucks offense did nothing until that final drive. But that defense very much kept them in the game. Before we get out of here, I want to give out the pro tip. Don't give up on those good offenses. We saw that with the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings down 10 in the fourth quarter. Able to come back plus 800 cash it in game in that nfc north class so don't give up on the good offenses because they have the firepower to get back that's our pro tip for the hour all pro tips are available for vcent pro subscribers at vcent.com slash tips for wes reynolds i'm femi bebefe for aaron oster our producer and everybody behind the glass here at circa wishing you all the best of luck coming up next the greg peterson experience on vcent the sports betting network Football is here. The VSIN team has what you need to know. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power ratings, VSIN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran. 